Welcome to America's favorite wellness hour, Healthy by Nature, with certified clinical nutritionist, Marty Whittakin. Well, hello and welcome to Healthy by Nature. With all due respect to our listeners in other areas, I just got to say, how about them cowboys? We're, uh, we're smiling at the moment. Now, I have in the studio a special guest, and we're going to have another special guest here shortly. He's made some last-minute changes to be in the studio, and that's Dr. Peter McCullough, um, my dear friend and colleague of a long time. Liz Harrison is a certified clinical nutritionist, and she is here from Vermont, Brattleboro, Vermont, to attend a symposium that we've been going to this week, and I invited her to kind of be a co-host this morning. Good morning. Welcome to Healthy by Nature, Liz. Good morning, Marty. Thank you for that. I appreciate Well, and I'm glad you're going to get to meet Dr. McCullough because I think we're all overdue for a booster shot, but a booster shot of truth and reality, and that's what Dr. McCullough brings us. He is a practicing internist, cardiologist, and epidemiologist. He edits two medical journals, and more amazingly, he has published 600 peer-reviewed publications, and these have been in top-tier journals such as the New New England Journal of Medicine, the Journal of the American Medical Association, and the Lancet. He has led monitoring safety boards in major drug trials, so he really knows whereof he speaks and just um, is now joining us in the studio. Hello, Dr. McCullough. Thank you very much for juggling things around to be here. I know you're a very busy guy. Thank you. That's a doctor's life. (laughs) Well, I know that last week you were traveling, and I'm guessing from what I saw, it was probably because of the 78th annual meeting of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, right? That was. That's a terrific meeting. The AAPS is one of the older medical uh, organizations from 1943, chartered, and it's supporting independent physicians who are in practice, who are innovating with patients. And it was the earliest organization to support treatment for COVID-19. Yes, which if you haven't listened to any of our previous interviews with Dr. McCullough or any of his many media appearances on television and and uh, really anywhere he can get the word out, you might be surprised to know that treating COVID patients was not only not a priority, it was like a bad thing, and we may get into that a little bit, but... Uh, there's an event going on today that you're participating in, and I don't know if the ticket sales have closed uh, online, but I think maybe you can still go there in person. It's called God Save Our Children Coalition, a medical perspective symposium, and has terrific speakers, including you. So it's in Frisco, Texas, if you're able and interested. It looks like a wonderful event. And that's where you're headed after this? It's Elevate Life Church, Frisco, Texas, Symposium All Day. I'll be on in the afternoon. Oh, wonderful. 
All right, folks, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Marty Whitaken. When I researched my new book on aloe vera, I learned why. When you drink aloe vera, it helps so many complaints. Everything works better if the body has improved nutrient absorption, better antioxidant support, and fewer toxins. Studies show that there's a great deal of difference among aloe brands. The magic of aloe vera is in its solids, and unfortunately, too many companies damage them with improper filtration, heat, and enzymes. Distilled aloe tastes like water because it's lost all of those beneficial solids. I chose Lily of the Desert as a sponsor because they do the very best job and university tests prove it. Lily of the Desert controls every step of the process. They even grow their own plants. Lily of the Desert products contain allosorb. That's added concentrates of the allopolysaccharides. Lily does gold standard clinical studies on their products, but they aren't greedy. You can pay more, but you'll get less. Look for Lily of the Desert products at all fine health food stores. Visit lilyofthedesert.com. There's an important difference between a low price and a good value. For example, a cheap vitamin supplement becomes expensive if it doesn't work. Nutrition expert Bill Sardi wanted to have a multivitamin that reflected the latest science. That meant better absorbed forms of essential vitamins and crucial minerals like zinc and selenium in the doses that studies showed were beneficial. He could not find that in stores, so had to design one. Molecular Multi. It is so complete that most people can save money by cutting several bottles out of their supplement program. Better yet, receive two bottles free when you buy three. That makes Molecular Multi only about a dollar a day. If your budget needs even more help, host Marty Whittakin says that half a dose of Molecular Multi provides more health benefits than a full dose of virtually any other product. Visit the sponsor page of hbnshow.com or lifespannutrition.com or call 800-247-5731. Subscribe to Marty's free newsletter at the Healthy by Nature Show website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com. We are honored and delighted to have Peter McCullough, M.D., in the studio. I gave you just some of his credentials in the early uh, segment, but I heard on NPR they were chatting about disinformation. And, boy, there's a lot of that going around, but it's not coming from the sources that you expect. And they were saying uh, about people who are profiting from the disinformation but they were talking about anybody who had a, an alternative view from the government. And I'll have to say, profiting from it, far from it, in the case of Dr. McCullough, has cost him dearly for being brave and speaking the truth. Uh, l- lawsuits, uh, being relieved of his position as a professor at Texas A&M, uh, having to spend time in court and spend money on on lawyers, um, you're penalized if you don't straighten up and follow the dogma. Is that correct? There's a, a penalty for um, free exchange of information right now, scientific discourse. You know, doctors, other healthcare providers, clinical nutritionists, therapists, we have meetings and discussions all the time. That's what moves our field forward. Uh, but now if we have meetings or if we have a discussion, uh, there's a sharp angle to it in terms of someone making a judgment. And, you know, I'm not giving information. I'm not giving misinformation. I'm giving data. And I let people understand that, listen, they make their own choices. 
there's a lot of fear out there because Americans know they're not getting a straight story from our government sources, our public health agencies. Public health agencies can provide advice, um, but when it goes beyond that, that's when people get uncomfortable. It's kind of like <clears throat> that old saying, if you've got a mouthful of scalding coffee, whatever you do next is wrong. People just don't know where where to turn and who to trust. I trust you because I know you know what good science looks like. You know what good medical practice looks like. And that's not what's being suggested. And you've, you've uh, done a whole lot to wake up not only patients but doctors that there are alternatives. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. But let's start with just your general assessment of what do you think the situation is right now out there? Because what we'll see on the news varies from day to day. The good news is we're on the backside of the Delta curve now. Our Delta curve, uh, what happened was the vaccines, uh, because they have a limited immunity, they promoted the emergence of the Delta variant. The Delta variant of the virus is resistant to the vaccine, so it thrives in those who are vaccinated. Two papers recently came out this week, one from the University Department uh, Department of Public Health, uh, University of Wisconsin at Madison by uh, Reimer Isma, showing that the Delta variant thrives among the vaccinated, high concentrations in the nose and mouth, and they're just as infectious as someone who's unvaccinated. Then another paper from uh, Ardian from the University of California, Davis, showed the exact same thing. And so we know now that the Delta variant erodes because of the, it basically likes vaccinated people, and uh, it affects both vaccinated and unvaccinated people. But we're on the back end of it now, thank goodness, because enough people have had it are becoming immune. And they become immune if they're, again, vaccinated or unvaccinated. They develop natural immunity, which is robust, complete, and durable. Let's hope things settle down. I am looking very carefully for the emergence of any additional variants because if we keep vaccinating, we potentially could provoke another variant and then be in deeper trouble. So from what I'm hearing you say, it sounds like making villains out of the unvaccinated is maybe not fair. It's definitely not fair. And there was a false talking point issued this summer about crisis of the unvaccinated. And that's gone right, right up to the president of the United States. Uh, a false talking point that it's 99% of people in the hospital unvaccinated. Do you know when people go to the go to the hospital, they don't have any way of checking to see if they're vaccinated. They don't check the vaccine cards. It's all hearsay. Well, we have two papers now, one by Havers from the CDC COVID Net Network and one by uh, Finamore, Fillmore from the VA, both showing in June as Delta was just firing up 23% of those with COVID-19 in the hospital were vaccinated. We have data through August 10th of this year from the Center for Medicaid Medicare Services, people over 65, 60% of COVID hospitalizations were vaccinated. So it's clearly not a crisis of the unvaccinated. Well, thank you for that. Liz, you had a question? Yes, I do, Dr. McCullough. Uh, Pfizer scientists uh, in the other undercover videos admitted that natural immunity is likely better than the COVID-19 vaccination You've told us um, the recovered do not need vaccines, but is it actually hazardous to them? It is. Uh, the FDA strictly excluded COVID recovered from the clinical trials, and the FDA was right. And we know now there are six studies showing that if someone is fully immune from the natural infection, which they are, and then they needlessly take the vaccine, there's a doubling or tripling of the rate of side effects, including serious ones that could land people in the hospital. I'm suspicious of the deaths that have occurred after the vaccine, if indeed those patients 
had been previously immune from COVID-19, they actually already had spike protein in their body. A recent paper showed that once somebody has a respiratory infection, they have spike protein in their body for 15 months afterwards. It's recoverable from monocytes. Apparently, the body's trying to clear this out. The last thing that someone needs is a vaccine and then spray the body again internally with spike protein. It potentially has lethal consequences. Yeah, the immune system gets too revved up and causes mischief. It does. Some of it's autoimmune, but some of it's direct damage from the spike protein. We know the spike protein, which is generated by all our cells after they're taken over by the vaccine, the spike protein damages red blood cells. It damages endothelial cells, pericytes, causes blood clotting, and directly injures organs. I I heard on another show this morning that there are ACE2 receptors in the the insulin-producing cells in the pancreas, so... Anybody with diabetes might be worried about this too. It's true. The spike protein locks up with the uh, ACE2 receptors. And, you know, just as a quick anecdote, uh, the ACE2 receptors are loaded in the male testicles. And uh, Nicki Minaj was on in the last month saying that she had a cousin down in the Caribbean who had taken the vaccine and then had developed uh, a testicular problem called orchitis, which, by the way, we've seen orchitis from mumps and other uh, viral infections. And so I took a look at this, and there was a paper from China uh, looking at men with a respiratory infection who complained of testicular uh, discomfort. And by ultrasound criteria, 22% made the definition of orchitis. So we know the natural infection can cause testicular orchitis, and it's not inconceivable but that the vaccine can do that too. So Nicki Minaj was absolutely castigated in the mainstream media. Humiliated. But her inferences were probably on track. Oh. How good is the consumer testing? Now we have home tests, which I'm not sure how much good that does you as far as getting in anywhere because it's not official. But they they can tell you whether or not you're infected. Has the testing gotten better? It was not good in the beginning. I give our system pretty good grades on testing. We know now the PCR testing by Roche, Abbott, LabCorp, um, orthoclinical diagnostics, even the antibody testing is pretty solid. What was not solid was the original CDC methods for the PCR testing, which couldn't distinguish between flu and um, COVID-19. Those methods are being retired. They, they were the original hospital laboratory-derived assays that all had to get separate EUA approvals. Now we have the home testing available, and uh, that is a form of what's called a lateral flow test, uh, I think it's reasonable in the right clinical context. Uh, yesterday, I had a whole family uh, develop fever, nasal congestion. They did the home testing. It was positive. When it's all consistent, I think it's supportive of a diagnosis of COVID-19, and I rely on it. Liz? Um, Medicare gave a notice about the boosters, um, especially like myself, over 65. Um, if you're 18 and have certain underlying medical conditions uh, for 18 and work, over 18 and work um, in a high-risk setting, um, do you agree with that plan? On September 17th, the FDA had the booster meeting with Pfizer. It had an external uh, advisory panel, which is really important. Uh, and the FDA heard a lot of arguments uh, in generally for and against vaccines and then specifically reviewed data on boosters. They only had about 300 patients in the uh, database for boosters. Uh, they showed an antibody response. Uh, The panel was not convinced. They voted strongly against boosters, and they only had 12 patients over the age of 65, only 12. 
And so in the end, the FDA, based on dead reckoning, said, well, okay, patients over 65 could consider it. Maybe those with medical conditions could consider it. And those who uh, potentially have a high exposure to COVID-19, those were all uh, very soft recommendations, not supported by data. And I don't think America was convinced. They were convinced that the committee of external experts strongly voted against boosters. Yeah. If that kind of soft science was used to justify some kind of natural method, there would just be hell to pay. Well, Kim Witzak, who's a wonderful patient advocate, Kim has testified in over 50 cases in Washington on drug and biological protocol safety. Kim said, since when are we going to decide policy for over hundreds of millions of people based on 12 patients? Yeah. Nonsense, but dangerous nonsense. We've got uh, some listener questions that came in by email. We can take a few at 800-281-8255, 800-281-8255. Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health. Why? Because 70% of your body's immune cells reside in the GI tract. By taking a superior probiotic daily, like Dr. O'Hara's probiotics with their postbiotic metabolites, you can enhance your overall immune system and immune response. For additional immune support, get RegActive's immune formula to boost your glutathione levels. Since our glutathione levels go down if we feel stressed, maintaining glutathione levels is a key factor for natural defense. For a short-term immune boost, try Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus, which provides probiotic and immune support and includes Brazilian green propolis for superior antioxidant support and vitamin E, astaxanthin, and flax oil. Be proactive about your immune health. Ask your retailer today about Dr. O'Hara's probiotics, RegActive Immune Formula, and Dr. O'Hara's Propolis Plus today. Also available online. It takes several factors to create cancer. That's why it just makes sense to treat the disease with a variety of therapies. Whatever you decide about mainstream medicine's typical surgery, chemo, and radiation, you should know that the Kasanas Institute has many powerful tools in their toolbox. For example, natural ways to support your immune system, specialized detoxification programs, and a personalized nutritional plan. If chemotherapy is right for your case, the Kasanas Institute also offers a gentler approach low-dose chemotherapy delivered in a smart way that targets the cancer cells more than your healthy cells. Their approach is individualized to you and your type of cancer to provide effectiveness and reduced side effects. At the Kasanis Institute, an experienced care manager will guide you and coordinate options. Don't you deserve a doctor that uses the best of modern science and ancient wisdom? Link from hbnshow.com or call 817-481-6342. Do you wake up refreshed and ready for the day? Good quality sleep is crucial for restoring your body and your brain so we can feel alert and energetic the next day. If you struggle to get to sleep or stay asleep, you'll be glad to know about Gero Formula Sleep Optimizer. This formula combines amino acids and herbs such as GABA, tryptophan, valerian root, and hops to support the body in normalizing sleep. Stress, jet lag, and rotating work shifts are special challenges for sleep. They also benefit from Gero Formula's Optimizer's powerful yet gentle encouragement toward relaxation and healthy sleep cycles. Sleep Optimizer benefits all three stages of sleep so that you can awake rested and energized. Look for Gero Sleep Optimizer at fine health food stores nationwide. 
As you know, not every product is appropriate for every person. So please read label advice regarding youngsters, disease states, medication use, and pregnancy. For complete information, visit Jarrow.com. That's J-A-R-R-O-W.com. Dr. Harris Probiotics has been a proud sponsor of the Healthy by Nature show for well over a decade. I'm Marty Whittakin. I have two in-studio guests today, a real treat. My colleague and friend, Elizabeth Harrison from Brattleboro, Vermont, a absolutely lovely area. And she is in town staying with us to because we're both going to a symposium about electromagnetics. I'm going to touch on that later because that's a whole other factor that actually factors into COVID and is, there's no attention at all being paid to that. And our hero, Peter McCullough, MD, a practicing internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, widely published, edits medical journals, and is an expert in safety in in uh, drug trials. He's been involved with those and so can look at what's going on and say, wait a minute, uh, something not right here. Dr. McCullough, the uh, J&J, Johnson & Johnson vaccine, is a little different than the others that are the mRNA. Is it any better, any safer? I wish I could say it was because it's just one injection, and the immunity we infer uh, develops after about four weeks. It, it would make a lot of sense, you know, just one in shot and we're good. But the vaccine efficacy in all the analyses so far trails that of Moderna and Pfizer. And then it does have warnings very consistent with its cousin uh, product by AstraZeneca, the Oxford vaccine, very similar to J&J, in that it's an adenoviral vector. And so not only do we have the spike protein being generated, but we also have the immune response against the adenoviral vector. And every analysis that looks at it, the higher risk of blood clots, particularly blood clots in the brain and sensitive parts of the body. So I, unfortunately, the, the, our agencies have not given us any differential uh, analysis. They haven't told America what's the best vaccine and what's the safest vaccine and how to administer it safely. So Americans at this point in time are still blindsided by our federal agencies with no report on vaccine safety and efficacy. It just would make sense that they would look at what the options are and give us that advice. But I'm, I think they're afraid to admit that there are side effects, that there are any safety issues at all, because there is this grand design to get everybody vaccinated. And someday I hope we will learn the truth behind what that was all about. It doesn't appear to be public safety because if you look, as you have objectively at all of the studies, it's not adding up. There's three products. And if we said, listen, everybody with diabetes has to take a pill, take any pill, Americans wouldn't accept that. They say, what's the best pill for me based on my profile? There must be a best vaccine based on a patient profile, but the agencies won't tell us. Yeah. Um. We get quite a bit of mail indirectly from our affiliate in the state of Washington. They reported that a TV station up there had a a 
television report about a 35-year-old woman who died of heart blockage shortly after getting the vaccine. Is that just a coincidence or is it possibly linked? There are thousands of heart attacks reported in the in the immediate days after receiving the vaccine. And I think it's likely because patients who've had stents and heart blockages, they're at risk for blood clotting within the coronary arteries. I'm a cardiologist. This is my field. So we don't want to, in fact, we use blood thinners, including aspirin, Plavix, and other drugs commonly in these circumstances. The last thing we want to do is have something that is driving blood clotting, distributing through the body through these vaccines, the spike protein, damaging blood vessels, provoking blood clotting, and triggering a heart attack. In in the uh, COVID section of the library on hbnshow.com, I have uh, one of the articles is about what to do if you've had the shot, and there's information in there about reducing the risk of clotting. So I recommend that people go to that section. There's a lot of information, links to some of your interviews where they can learn more. I wish, I wish we had an antidote or some type of advice. All I can tell you is that the safety events, as we look over this over time, tightly cluster after shot one and shot two, higher after shot two. And after these, these really trail off over the next 30 days. So I think uh, for uh, my patients, my family members who have taken the vaccine, um, I think after the greater the amount of time after the shot, and if nothing's happened, then I don't think something is going to come up months later. I used to have that concern, but not now. We're far enough along. I think a few shots, no harm, no foul. The majority of Americans took the vaccine. They've had no problems. That's wonderful. For them, it was safe. But it's not fair for those who've died after the vaccine or been permanently disabled or injured. It wasn't safe for that fraction of patients. So we have to have compassion for those who have died or been injured after the vaccine. And we have to wish the best for those who've taken the vaccine. Hopefully there's some benefit moving forward. But I think everybody ought to be cautious about boosters because we just don't have significant data and the expert panel voted against them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about statistics. It might be relatively rare, but if it happens to you, it's 100%. Liz, you had a question? Yeah. This week, uh, Pfizer asked the FDA to give emergency use authorization for for the vaccine for 5- to 12-year-olds. Are the trials they did sufficient to prove safety? No, the trials are too small. And in these uh, pediatric trials and adolescent trials, uh, you know, we would need uh, thirty and 40,000 patient trials, large uh, long-term follow-up of data, these are very short-term trials, small numbers of individuals looking for an antibody rise. And I'd point the listeners to an important analysis that came out of the University of California, Davis. First author is Tracy Hogue, H-O-E-G. And that analysis shows in younger people, the chances with Pfizer and Moderna causing heart inflammation, myocarditis, and putting the kids in the hospital, which is very serious, the chances of that happening are greater than a child getting COVID-19, the illness, and ending up in the hospital. So it's not favorable at all. Parents who offer their children up for the vaccine are more likely to harm them than help them. I imagine that's one of the things you'll be discussing today since the group that's sponsoring the event, which we do have in the archive description of today's show, I put a link to that event so you can get more information about it. But the group sponsoring it is God Save Our Children Coalition. So, uh, yeah, that's getting into a very scary territory because the kids are not giving informed consent. And if they did, they don't have enough information. 
I have one more question. Um, I know of an adult who went to her pharmacy and had her uh, COVID vaccine and her flu shot and uh, her shingle shot and was very, very ill. The, the pharmacy advised that it was fine to have it all at once. I worry with the children uh, or any age person, uh, the advice of spacing vaccines so that their body has a chance to do that. What is your advice on this? At least a month in between vaccines. Uh, say that again. Uh, how much? At least a month. Month. Yeah. That does make more sense. Um, Gail sent in a question. Her son works for a company with contracts with the U.S. government. Recently, he had a case of COVID and now is left with only a cough. He has three children supporting and stressing out about what to do about the vaccine mandate. What would you recommend? Well, he has complete immunity. He can't get COVID-19 again, so a vaccine can help him. Six studies show the vaccine is going to hurt him. He can have a cough, by the way, for months afterwards, and you can intermittently test positive for months after COVID-19. As long as the cough is controllable, it'll slowly go away. COVID-19 is way worse than a common cold, so he can expect that. Um, But he should apply for a medical exemption because he's COVID-recovered. We're starting to see some large organizations granting them based on COVID-recovered patients. So that's good news. Well, smarter than the government, apparently. Um, And a federal court in Michigan just said that uh, protected athletes who didn't want to get the shot, that their religious exemption was sufficient under the First Amendment. So uh, I think a lot of people who don't have the medical exemption requirements might look into that and uh, I will put more information about that in our COVID section of our library and you can speak to that when we come back if you like. We'll be right back. At half past the hour you are tuned to Healthy by Nature with certified clinical nutritionist Marty Whittakin. Are you living with chronic pain from injury or the degeneration of aging? Knee, hip, shoulder, and back surgeries can be risky, expensive, even with insurance, and entail long, painful recoveries. Steroid shots give only temporary relief and can damage joints. Thankfully, our creator blessed us with stem cells. They are the amazing power that built our bodies and fixed problems fast when we were kids. Stem cells reduce inflammation, regenerate tissue anywhere in the body, and balance immune function. However, as we age, we lose most of these tiny miracle workers. Replenish them with Infinity Cell Therapy. The therapy is simple, safe, virtually painless, affordable, and you do not miss work to recover. Infinity Umbilical Cord Stem Cells are pure and extremely vibrant. Be younger and stronger for longer. Call 800-507-6509 today for a free ebook and to schedule your no-cost, no-obligation, no-pressure consultation or to find a stem cell seminar in your area. Call 800-507-6509 today. In an era of censorship, there are things you just can't say these days. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be free again? But just the thought of getting older and having to take all those prescription drugs. I'm Bill Sardi, formulator of Longevinix, which we now call the nothing pill. Wouldn't you like to be 50 and wake up 25 years later and feel the same? To age chronologically but not biologically? A recent report says Americans have expanded their lifespan, but now need to expand their health span. To have your genes reprogrammed to be healthy instead of inheriting the maladies of your grandparents. 
to look in the mirror 15 years after you began taking Longevinix, the red wine pill, and realize you've barely aged at all. In fact, a Longevinix user reports a test of his biological age was 20 years below his calendar age. A recent study says a widely used prescription drug can now expand the human health span, but resveratrol, the key ingredient in Longevinix, works up to 200 times better than that prescription drug. I think of my own experience. Now 76 years after birth, my eyesight is 20-20. My optometrist examined the back of my eyes to find no cholesterol deposits that 91% of people my age have. But we are silenced. Our lips must remain sealed. Our overlords restrict what we can say about Longevinix to almost nothing. And that's why we now call it the nothing pill. What we can't say about Longevinix speaks loudly. In the 1600s, it was physician Thomas Fuller who said, disease is felt, but health not at all. Wouldn't it be great to feel nothing again? Longevinix, the nothing pill. Call 866-405-4000, that's 866-405-4000 for Longevinix, the nothing pill. Healthy by Nature is sponsored in part by HealthWorksMart.com. My guests in the studio are Elizabeth, I call her Liz Harrison, a certified clinical nutritionist from Brattleboro, Vermont, and Peter A. McCullough. He is a practicing internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, medical journal editor, and leader in the fight to get people treated from COVID. I mean, just on the face of it, seems like the stupid, stupid idea to say, okay, you tested positive, you go home and wait until you're sick enough to go to the hospital so we can put you on a ventilator and see if you survive. Uh, Just if there was anything at all that would help, even if it was vitamin D and zinc, let alone the medicines, uh, it just, thank goodness that you looked around for safe medications that had some utility, put together a program that addressed all the different stages and steps and factors involved with the COVID and put together a program that saved untold numbers of lives. And you published it and you got doctors interested and have relentlessly gone on any media that you could to spread the word. So God bless you for that. You know, I got a call this week from a daughter of a woman who's nearly 90, and she had COVID-19. It was six days into it. She had called the doctor twice, and the doctor says there's no treatment for COVID-19. I can tell you someone near 90 who develops COVID-19 is an absolute recipe for hospitalization and death unless they're treated early. We have monoclonal antibodies. They're FDA EUA approved. So what happened? I was the on-call doctor. We did a scramble. We got the monoclonal antibodies. We got the right nutraceuticals. We started doing oral nasal washes with the um, uh, uh, the virucidal agents that we recommend. And then we used the oral drugs in the sequence. And you know what? I just texted her daughter, and she's better. The grandmother is better. She was not hospitalized, and she did not die. That's how it's done. Textbook. Start early. Start on day one. Seniors need early treatment. You would do that with anything else. This is just handled in a bizarre fashion. And you- Your show has done a great 
great service to the listenership and public health uh, overall to activate people. People need to be activated and demand early treatment. Do not sit at home with COVID-19. Age over 50, medical problems, that's the risk group. The older someone is, the higher the risk they are for hospitalization and death. Demand early treatment and get it. And in the COVID section of the library, I have uh, resources where you can go to get help and what to ask for. So educate yourself and uh, you can do what my husband insisted that we do. We have a kit. It happens to be in a Shiner beer case now, but... It's all the things that I would recommend, you know, everything from vitamin D and zinc and lysine to medications, the test kits, a nebulizer, everything is in there, along with printout of what was on the in the library. So if it's me and I can't think, he can read it and know what to do. So being prepared makes a lot of sense. We were talking earlier about the children, and you were talking about the... the uh, heart risks, it seems like this has even made the news, which is unusual that they would talk about it, but the teen boys seem to be more at risk for the myocarditis from the vaccines. It's true. This paper by Hogan colleagues, University of California, Davis, showed it hits them the young boys far greater than the young girls and it happens within a few days of shot number two. So I want all the parents to know if they're having their kids get shot number one, shot number two, keep a careful watch, chest pain, any difficulty breathing, uh, high fevers, uh, these are signs and symptoms that the heart could be damaged and they need an emergency evaluation, EKG, cardiac troponins. Uh, about 86% in the hoax study required hospitalization. Let me tell you, it takes a lot to hospitalize a teenage boy. And this is very serious. The FDA warns parents, don't take the vaccine because it causes myocarditis. There's an official warning. I hope parents listen to this warning and defer on the vaccine. A theory about why that that group suffers more? There's some interaction between androgens and androgen receptors, the spike protein, and potentially the respiratory illness. We know the Brazilians have innovated. They actually, in the respiratory illness, they use temporary anti-androgens. And one of the lead treating organizations in the United States, the Frontline Critical Care Consortium, led by Dr. Paul Merrick and Dr. Pierre Corey, they also advise for the respiratory illness, short-term use of anti-androgens. Hmm. That is interesting. Um, Marty, can I ask a question? Sure, absolutely. Um, from a heart standpoint, would there would be a value when you're looking at a family to ask the genetic history of heart disease before taking a look at doing anything with vaccines with the children? The principle here is if there's any underlying heart disease or heart conditions, having myocarditis on top of it is going to be a disaster. So let's say a child has a history of a hole in the heart, what's called an atrial ventricular septal defect, or they have a bicuspid aortic valve, or there's a family history of a genetic cardiomyopathy, or there's a child who's already received chemotherapy that could have uh, affected the heart. I was asked on Laura Ingram, the Ingram Angle Fox News this week, what about heart transplant candidates? One of the heart transplant programs at University of Colorado had said to, for them to take the vaccine. I told Laura Ingram, I said, wait a minute. These people uh, have heart failure. They're barely alive. Their heart can barely pump. Can you imagine taking a vaccine? The vaccine goes to the heart, causes the spike protein to be produced in heart muscle cells. They barely have any functioning heart muscle cells, damages them. My fear would be that vaccinating a heart transplant candidate 
could actually take away their opportunities for a transplant and cause premature death. Under no circumstances should patients who are at risk for damaging myocarditis or the consequences thereof take the vaccines. That's why you have to be an advocate for yourself. In order to do that, you have to be informed, and that's what we're trying to do here. And thankfully, we have your help with that. Um, The pharmaceutical company Merck just sent a medication to the FDA for treatment for COVID, asking for the emergency use authorization. Do you know much about that, have an opinion on it? The drug is called Molpinavir, and it is an oral polymerase inhibitor. It's very similar to Favipiravir. The Japanese have Favipiravir. It's used in Russia, India, uh, and we've been communicating with our colleagues over there. It's very slow to work. It's kind of like an oral remdesivir. Uh, it has a modest effect on viral replication. Uh, it's unlike hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Both those drugs have three different ways that they block viral replication. The Merck drug is a single mechanism of action drug, although the clinical trial results were impressive. Uh, it probably goes to show that any form of oral therapy compared to nothing uh, makes a big impact. So we'll look at the data, and I think if it could be a helpful addition to our multi-drug protocol, we'll bring it in. Uh, if it's not, then uh, you know it can lay to the side. We already have favipiravir in our program worldwide. It wouldn't be hard to put molpinavir right underneath favipiravir. Yeah. Uh- Speaking of remdesivir, I saw a video about how Dr. Fauci was involved with the study on that and promoted it in spite of the fact that the results from the study showed that there was no benefit on longevity. People didn't survive better because they were on remdesivir. Meanwhile, just blasting the heck out of anything else, uh, ivermectin, Never mind that it was used so widely, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, Never once admitted that maybe vitamin D and zinc might be useful. Um, You know, they want people to just use $3,000 drugs, you know, not something you can get for a nickel a day like vitamin D. We'll be right back. The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Aged Garlic Extract, regarded as one of the leading natural heart health supplements, has been clinically proven to help reduce high blood pressure and inflammation. Experts believe this alleviates demands on the body's energy stores, freeing it up to fight invaders. The result? A more responsive immune system. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract begins with 100% organically grown garlic and is the most scientifically researched, highest quality, and best-selling odorless garlic extract supplement. And for extra support, get Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Immune Formula 103. Try Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract for a healthy heart and a healthy immune system. Discover more at kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. People who regularly drink coffee or tea, consume sugary foods, and in particular drink wine, beer, or spirits, and people who take antacid or diuretic water pills deplete their body of vitamin B1, also known as thiamine. Symptoms of vitamin B1 deficiency can include headaches, chronic cough, racing heart, constipation or diarrhea, non-infectious fever, crippling weakness and pain, difficulty walking or talking, loss of smell and taste, breathlessness, loss of hunger, sweating, tingling in hands and feet, memory problems, and more. The answer to these problems is vitamin B1 in the preferred fat-soluble form provided in Nerve Guardian. 
It is the new dietary supplement from Lifespan Nutrition. Nerve Guardian provides 10 times more vitamin B1 than the best diet. Buy one bottle of Nerve Guardian and get a second bottle free. That's a full eight-month supply for just $3.12 per month. Call Lifespan Nutrition today and ask for Nerve Guardian. Call 800-247-5731. That's 800-247-5731. Wouldn't you like to increase your energy level and kickstart your natural healing power? Imagine reduced pain, less bloating, and enjoying a restful night's sleep. Maybe you need to improve your mood or get rid of headaches. Or perhaps you have loved ones who struggle with indigestion, Alzheimer's, concussion, or other discomforts. At HM3 Light, we offer the amazing Body Light Pad. Over 300 studies show how a special type of light helps with all those issues and more. This special light therapy helps by improving blood circulation and reducing inflammation. Those actions, along with detoxing the brain, can help post-stroke patients. To request studies that pertain to your particular interest or to learn about our lease-to-own program, call 800-580-1102. At HM3 Light, we are here to help you enhance, strengthen, and improve your whole body health with our flexible body light pad. Call 800-580-1102. 800-580-1102. Subscribe to Marty's free newsletter at the Healthy by Nature Show website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com. In the studio, my colleague Liz Harrison, a certified clinical nutritionist from Brattleboro, Vermont, and our resident hero in the fight for some sanity in the COVID era, Peter McCullough, MD, practicing internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, uh, editor of medical journals, widely published, and uh, former professor in medical schools, um, and n- no longer that because he dared to speak out against the, I, I don't even know what to call it, but the misinformation that's coming out of the highest sources and lack of good information. Well, people have sought my opinion from all over the world, and I've been progressively stripped of credentials without any explanation and without any due process. You know, it's a big deal to strip a professorship from somebody, uh, but it's a one-line letter. Uh, There's no Senate, uh, faculty Senate decision or vote. No one's actually asked me to have a discussion regarding the issues. We're giving you the option, stop doing this and keep your job but not even a discussion. So I had got a threat letter from the American College of Physicians. And, you know, the proper thing to do is to uh, invite a lecture or invite a a, um, a debate, invite some type of uh, interchange. And I can tell you, those who are working to suppress uh, free interchange of information, public interchange of, on a topic of public health importance, are using these methods without any due process to try to suppress it. I think Americans should be worried. I am more worried about the censorship aspect than anything else because I think we've got enough smart people, enough well-intentioned people, that if we can have a debate, we can come up with something that works. But if one side of an issue is silenced, then we can't resolve. There's no debate. Do you know I've never had 
another physician of any standing ever refute anything I've said in terms of how COVID-19 can be treated early and any of the comments that I've made with respect to vaccine safety and efficacy. It's never been disputed or challenged. It's because it's based on science and on the facts. And when they say follow the science, they only want you to follow the science that supports their view. And that's where a lot of this problem comes from. Um, Speaking of Merck's drug, a rumor has it that Pfizer's working on one that is just like a slight modification of ivermectin. Have you heard anything about that, or do we just have to wait and see? We'll have to wait and see, but the fact that we're 18 months into it and now we're hearing a little updates about oral drugs, I can tell you all these drugs, by the way, existed years ago, and our agencies should have, back in March of 2020, launched multiple drugs multiple clinical trials of drugs in combination early. It's a giant blunder 18 months to now have some news dribble out about oral drugs. That's the reason why we used hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and prednisone and aspirin, colchicine. That's the reason why we got going early. And our agencies and the big pharma is so late. They had all the resources at their disposal, and they had these drugs for years. I was like, what a concept. What if we treated the disease? It's like moronic. Well, Must have the brain power of celery or they're corrupt, one of the two. So far, it looks like too little, too late. We already have a good treatment program, but we'll look at the products yeah. if they bring them forward. Well, ivermectin um, remains controversial. You hear that there are tons of studies, and then you hear on the BBC somebody say they did a study of the studies and that they w- were either bad studies or even fraudulent studies. I'd like to know what your experience has been on the ground in real life. With ivermectin, it has three mechanisms of action uh, to treat early viral replication and some of the consequences of the spike protein. That's good news. Very safe. Uh, The drug has been uh, out now for over 30 years in use, and there are over 60 studies, over 30 randomized trials supporting the use of ivermectin. I think the best endorsement of ivermectin is what's going on worldwide. It's first line in Mexico, where they crushed their curves in Mexico City, first line in South America, Japan. Many of your listeners have been in Japan. It's just as modern as the United States. Do you know somebody high risk in Japan right now? And they have a lot of seniors in Japan. They get treated with a multidrug protocol featuring ivermectin, and they use ivermectin in the outpatient world and in the hospital. The unique thing about ivermectin is it works across the range of illness, including hospitalized patients, and families know it, and they take hospitals to court to force doctors and hospital administrators to give ivermectin in the hospital. Since when does that have to happen? And if there's a problem, it's because the government didn't put out guidelines for using people pills, and they resorted to going to the farm store and buying a product designed for horses so they weren't getting the right dosage. So it's weight-based dosing, 200, 400, or uh, 600 micrograms per kilogram. And it's because it's weight-based dosing that created the confusion for um, for the uh, potential uh, use of veterinary ivermectin, which we don't recommend. But in a uh, paper published in Trial Site News that investigated reports to the Poison Control Center uh, regarding ivermectin, America was reassured that there were no significant toxicities. All the calls to the Poison Control Center and ivermectin were all clarifications on the dose. The same was true, I think, with hydroxychloroquine. That's right. But the news would just report, oh, just ballooning of 
calls to the poison control centers, which would leave you with the false impression that this was something really toxic. Right. No significant toxicity with ivermectin. People are using it safely. Use it early. Follow the protocols. And patients have good outcomes. We'll be right back. We've got some callers. We'll do the best we can to fit them in. People who regularly drink coffee or tea, consume sugary foods, and in particular drink wine, beer, or spirits, and people who take antacid or diuretic water pills deplete their body of vitamin B1, also known as thiamine. Symptoms of vitamin B1 deficiency can include headaches, chronic cough, racing heart, constipation or diarrhea, non-infectious fever, crippling weakness and pain, difficulty walking or talking, loss of smell and taste, breathlessness, loss of hunger, sweating, tingling in hands and feet, memory problems, and more. The answer to these problems is vitamin B1 in the preferred fat-soluble form provided in Nerve Guardian. It is the new dietary supplement from Lifespan Nutrition. Nerve Guardian provides 10 times more vitamin B1 than the best diet. Buy one bottle of Nerve Guardian and get a second bottle free. That's a full eight-month supply for just $3.12 per month. Call Lifespan Nutrition today and ask for Nerve Guardian. Call 800-247-5731. That's 800-247-5731. Wouldn't you like to eliminate bacteria, odors, dust, pollen, pet dander, and other allergens from the air in your home and office? Negative ions are the reason that air is so fresh and invigorating around waterfalls and the seashore. Innovative Ion Box uses those same negative ions to purify any room in your home, especially the bedroom. Ion Box devices are quite affordable and conveniently small so that you can take one with you to work, in the car, and even on vacation. Studies show that because of its advanced microchip technology, no other ion purifier, even much larger units, come close to the effectiveness of Ion Box. Plus, it's ozone-free, and there are no filters to change at removing bacteria, odors, dust, pollen, pet dander, or other allergens. Improve your sleep, mental focus, mood, energy, and performance. Stay healthier with Ion Box. Visit the shop page of hbnshow.com. Again, that's the shop page of hbnshow.com. Most animals internally produce vitamin C. However, due to a gene mutation... Humans must rely entirely upon dietary and supplemental sources of vitamin C to maintain health. Formula 216 is a groundbreaking advancement in vitamin C science. It's designed to raise vitamin C levels without reliance upon dietary or supplemental vitamin C. Formula 216 may restore vitamin C as a hormone secreted from the liver to overcome that gene mutation, which occurred long ago in humans. And results from the first human tests are in. Urine tests reveal that Formula 216 maintains vitamin C blood levels long after they would have dropped to zero following consumption of ordinary vitamin C supplements. Call toll-free 833-848-2216 to order. A 30-capsule bottle of Formula 216 will be rushed to your doorstep. That's 833-848-2216 to help maintain vitamin C blood levels 24 hours a day. Again, 833-848-2216. Sign up for podcasts or listen to past programs on our website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com. Get out the show structure. Um, this is going to have to be a speed round. 
Uh, Mike wanted to know, you had talked about using iodine in a solution to gargle or put in the nasal passages to kill the virus. He wanted to know, what about internally, like taking iodine as a supplement? No, no, don't take it internally. Quick update, two teaspoons of betadine, the brown solution, two teaspoons of betadine, six ounces of water like a juice glass, uh, swish it in the mouth, gargle it, and spit it out. You can take a sprayer, spray it up the nose, and then snort it out. For prevention, do it twice a day. If uh, you get exposed to COVID, some with COVID-19 in your house, do it four times a day for three days to kill the virus. And then if you're actively sick with COVID-19, you can do it up to every four hours. Randomized trial by Chowdhury and colleagues showed over a 75% reduction in incipient COVID-19 hospitalization and death. So killing the virus in the nose and mouth really works. Um, do not swallow it. Those who have uh, thyroid problems or are pregnant, do not use the straight iodine. You can use a dilute uh, hydrogen peroxide, even dilute sodium hypochlorite. A few drops of household bleach actually in a juice glass of water can also be used. The best thing I saw at AAPS meeting was a $17 nebulizer and actually combining dilute uh, hydrogen peroxide and Lugoil's iodine, just a few drops of that, and get the benefit of peroxide and iodine. Uh, it's lethal to the virus. It takes very little to kill the virus. The virus is loaded in the nose and mouth. Makes sense to focus there. Sounds like a intelligent plan. Um, Fred sparked an interest in you wanted to speak to high blood pressure before or after vaccines. Very quickly, a paper was published in the journal Hypertension, which is in the family of journals under circulation, our best cardiology scientific journals, in hypertension, describing patients who have baseline hypertension and their blood pressure skyrockets after the vaccine, within a few days of the vaccine, with catastrophic complications. On Laura Ingram's show a few months ago, there was a woman in her 70s The blood pressure shot up and caused a hemorrhagic stroke in the brain. In our circles here in Dallas, we're aware of a 42-year-old man with no prior medical problems. Blood pressure shot up and caused an aortic dissection, which is a disaster in time, the major blood tube in the body. So those with high blood pressure, if you're going to take the vaccine, please check your blood pressure afterwards and be cautious. Yes, and be ready to take emergency action if that happens. Um, We've got a couple of other questions that came in. handle those in the newsletter and put in some links to videos that will explain anything we might have missed today. Uh, But Cheryl in Austin said her daughter just um, is 36 and just got the vaccine. Should she get the booster at 36? My general advice, if someone's taken the vaccine and they've had absolutely no problems whatsoever in their first of two injections, go ahead with the second one. Uh, and be, you know, be cautious. If someone's had a severe reaction on the first one, then the second one should be deferred. Yeah, and we don't know enough about boosters yet. Right. So that's a good good point. Boosters, insufficient data. Well, Expert panel voted against. By Lily of the Desert, Allosuticals. Are you living with chronic pain from injury or the degeneration of aging? Knee, hip, shoulder, and back surgeries can be risky, expensive, even with insurance, and entail long, painful recoveries. Steroid shots give only temporary relief and can damage joints. Thankfully, our creator blessed us with stem cells. They are the amazing power that built our bodies and fixed problems fast when we were kids. Stem cells reduce inflammation, regenerate tissue anywhere in the body, and balance immune function. 
However, as we age, we lose most of these tiny miracle workers. Replenish them with Infinity Cell Therapy. The therapy is simple, safe, virtually painless, affordable, and you do not miss work to recover. Infinity Umbilical Cord Stem Cells are pure and extremely vibrant. Be younger and stronger for longer. Call 800-507-6509 today for a free ebook and to schedule your no-cost, no-obligation, no-pressure consultation or to find a stem cell seminar in your area. Call 800-507-6509 today. 